0: Welcome to ACC Nation, that's Will Ojanin. I'm Jim Quist, and we're gonna talk sports. We've got a lot of sports on the plate through the ACC and heading into the NCAA. Uh, One of the things that we'll be talking about tonight is the ACC Women's Basketball Tournament. Then, which is coming up, is the ACC Men's Basketball Tournament. So we're gonna be focused a little bit more on that. But before we get there, Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the teams that have uh, been doing pretty well here. And uh, when we had uh, Joshua Voles on the the program talking about Notre Dame, um, the fencing program had just won the ACC tournament. And just as a reminder, the NCAA tournament is coming up uh, March 24th through 27th. And guess where that's going to be? Notre Dame.
1: Oh, hey,
0: how about that?
1: What a uh, coinky dink.
0: It is a coinky dink uh, and well deserved. They have, uh, of course, done very well over the last couple of years, not only in the ACC, but in the NCAA. So, congratulations again to them. We're going to also keep an eye on uh, swimming and diving and um, the guest. <laughs> No, it's not going to be at Notre Dame. It's going to be at Georgia Tech. Um, the swimming and diving championships March 23rd through 26th. So that's uh, another thing that we want to keep an eye on. Uh, congratulations to NC State's wrestling team, who uh, has won the ACC championship. Uh, the final team standings in the tournament NC State, Virginia Tech, Pitt, North Carolina, Virginia, and Duke. And now we'll find out here uh, relatively soon um, who's going where and um, and how they're going to be bracketed. That's the part that, that's really uh, more of an, uh, a special thing to take a look at in a couple of days. So this is being recorded on the 7th. Uh, the official NCAA bracket comes out March 9th. The NCAA wrestling tournament is going to be held in Detroit uh, March 17th. Through the nineteenth, suffice forward- to
1: say they DDT the competition at the ACC tournament.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's see what you did there. Okay,
1: <laughs> not the same kind of wrestling, but <laughs>
0: um, yeah, good line, man. Uh, so we'll, we'll see a lot of the uh, the ACC guys uh, in the NCAA as as always. A lot of um, great wrestlers and we're, we're going to be losing some of them because some of them are graduating this year and have been watching you know for the last couple of years watching them rise in the in the yeah. rankings nationally it's pretty and cool. it's no
1: surprise that the the two most consistent programs so re in recent memory you know nc state of virginia tech are right there again i yeah. mean yeah nc state i don't know i don't know how many years i feel like they've won the acc quite a few years in a row. I don't remember the number right off him, but I feel like they've won quite a few.
0: Yeah, I'd say that... Um,
1: and Virginia, if, if it wasn't them, it was Virginia Tech. It's, 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 it's really been those two programs th- for a while now. The
0: PAC has done four years in a row now.
1: Yeah, that's what it was.
0: Not bad. Yeah, impressive. Not bad. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have more details on all of the... Uh, um, how the wrestlers performed and whatnot. And as, as I said, as soon as the NCAA comes out with their... Um, with their bracket information, we'll share that as well and um, keep you updated on what's going on. Let's talk about basketball, Will. Uh, And we'll start with um, the ACC Women's Basketball Tournament. Uh, And anybody who has been watching ACC basketball this year will just assume it's probably going to be, well, NC State, Louisville, and or Notre Dame. In sort of in that mix, definitely NC State.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Out of the blue, one of the lowest seeded teams in the the tournament came out of nowhere, and ended up uh, going head to head with NC State, and that's Miami. Congratulations on a heck of a run! They won three games, three days, and if they had won the um, the championship, they would have won four games in four days that in itself, along with the fact that they were, um, the, the might've been the lowest seed to have ever won an ACC tournament. So pretty, uh, pretty impressive run by Miami. So I when to give them kudos before we talk a little bit about, um, the great job, uh, that Elisa Kunin, uh, did with NC state and she's not the only one, but she had 17 points, eight rebounds. And, um, Exited the game briefly in the uh, uh, the second half because they were a little concerned about uh, what appeared to be an injury to a lower leg, and um, and that's what we call ankle in most parts of the world. Um, but uh, she toughed it out and came back in the the remaining minutes, and uh, really did a, a I mean seventeen point eight rebounds. That's pretty impressive uh reina perez and uh, diamond johnson kayla jones and uh her backup camille hobby who came in when kunan went out uh did a great job and helped to uh lift the Wolfpack uh over miami and the final score in the championship game was 60 to 47 very impressive
1: yeah and Yeah. It's it was a pretty remarkable job uh, by Miami. Remember they, they, you mentioned that they, they almost went, you know, four games in four days to win out um, an impressive win against Louisville. And that's, and you're probably sitting there, what happened to Louisville shouldn't have been Louisville's versus NC state. Yeah. Well, Miami kind of spoiled that party. And uh, really it was, uh, they faced each other in that quarterfinal game. Miami outscored Louisville 23-7 to in the fourth quarter. Just an excellent defensive job. They had a shot at the buzzer to win that game and, like I say, pulled off a major upset and ended up facing Notre Dame in the semis. Got out in front of them 12-4 in the first quarter. You know, Again, defense really showing up for them, and then they held on for the win, uh, You know, one by three in that semifinal game. But, yeah, it, it, you're just – it was just going to be a tall, tall ask to, to knock off NC state. And like you said, Coonan, you know, 17 and eight in that championship game. And, you know, the, you know, when you look at the women's basketball teams that are sort of the, you know, benchmarks for, for this league, that's one of them right there. And, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll find out we're still a week away from the tournament, but this run definitely locks Miami into the field. But it feels like even with the loss, Louisville's still going to be locked in as a one seed. Yep. At worst, they might be like the best number two. But obviously, NC State's going to be a one. I, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, and I, I was taking a look at Charlie Cream's bracketology, and what a different what a difference you know on the on the women's side is compared to the men's side. We're sitting here on the men's side, they could they even going to be getting five in charlie cream's latest bracketology has i believe eight acc teams in yep and a couple just on the outside like boston college and Duke, are, are just on the outside uh looking in uh so big you know you know a great all-around season for the women for the women's side and you say eight teams potentially in the tournament one, you know a couple who have an outside shot but you know, the conference tournaments still haven't wrapped up. Like I said, we're still a week away from selection Sunday on the women's side. Uh you know, we'll eventually, you know, pair it down to four, which will be playing about 15 miles up the road from me in Minneapolis. And depending on the time the day day you get there, it could take anywhere from 25 minutes to an hour. You know, you gotta hit that Minneapolis traffic. <laughs> tell, them,
0: tell them tell them what the temperature is. <laughs>
1: um, well, it's not that bad it's only 20 it's 26 degrees as we were recording here um not that bad yeah it's not that bad at all um (laughs) last week it it was warmer it was in the 40s almost touched 50 one day last week so um no it's gonna be i don't know what it's gonna be so we're still a few weeks off from knowing but remember uh for the men's final four here 2019 it was really nice weather uh all the way until um the day after everyone left when we got six inches of snow on the ground
0: (laughs) You should actually. I think by the time um, the first uh, first round of play begins, it should it should have warmed up a bit, a little bit, maybe you know forties, we'll maybe to fifties.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, you mentioned the NCAA selection um, show, and uh, this year things are a little different. They're doing things quite a bit differently uh, in in both the men's and the women's as opposed to to the last couple of years. Um, They're sort of combining things and and streamlining the whole operation, which I I like. I I think this is a really good move. NCAA selection show is on Sunday, March 13th. The guys are going to be at 6 p.m. The women are going to be at 8 p.m., both of those shows, basically, it's back-to-back on ESPN. So that will allow everybody to sort of get focused in there on uh, who's going where. Um, the first four games for the women are going to be on Wednesday,
1: March 16th. And uh, that's a new new thing for this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. The first four, yeah, the playing that, games.
0: Yeah, that, that is uh, a brand new thing for them as well. So basically, everybody is at field of of 68 everybody's using net rankings these days too Mm -hmm. we've gotten away from the rpi Uh, it's you can still find the rpi if you look hard enough but it's net rankings so Mm um the and you mentioned charlie cream the latest that i saw uh for miami was a 10 seed he did have him he did have an arrow down on miami and i'm thinking why would why would you put an arrow down on a team that just made that kind of a run in a very tough tournament
1: beat one of the five best teams in the country and you're going to drop them okay that makes no sense
0: yeah i I don't
1: and another top 25 team in notre dame at 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 that
0: yeah i I don't get that um at the very least it should should have just been even you know I, i don't know uh Everybody has a different way of doing things. And I will just say to everybody that if you're looking at bracketology right now, you're probably going to be seeing brackets come out from the likes of Lenardi and and cream and, and whoever else is putting stuff out our friend, Jason Carmelo at big underdog. Um, You're going to be seeing stuff on a literally a daily basis because we are in tournament time. And if there's going to be a hit to somebody, they lose um they've got to make that adjustment so yep. we'll see and i would en- and- encourage everybody uh, if you haven't watched the uh, podcast will and i did with jason um you really ought to go back and, and take a look at that bracketology with jason mm-hmm. carmella um it is literally a bracketology 101 if you're not familiar with it it'll give you some insight and even if you have insight it'll it'll make things a little clearer for you Give you a little better feel. And then if you go to his site, um, you'll see what he's putting together on a regular basis. And he's got some great information. Great information. Good, a really good way of looking at things. And he is, as Will uh, noted in the, the podcast um, with Jason, that Jason is ranked pretty high among yeah. – People who are doing brackets. In fact, he's he's higher than Lenardi, so
1: mm-hmm. just by, by like twenty spots, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, uh, which is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's uh, let's look at all of the uh, the the players of the year and um, the uh, coach of the year, and uh, we'll start with the coach of the year. And let me just ask you if you think that is a surprise at all that Steve Forbes of Wake Forest is the guy
1: no uh, not at all i i felt he was most deserving of the award um the only other person i would have probably considered for it was jim Mm laranaga um when you look at what wake forest accomplished given expectations is it tends to go to the coach that exceeds expectations like the most Obviously, both uh, Wake Forest and Miami exceeded expectations quite a bit. Notre Dame to an extent too, but I think I think Wake was projected to be like maybe next to last or you know bottom three of the league yeah. uh, this season. Like, and you know, I took a big L on that because I picked them like next to last in my predictions at the beginning of the year. But again, nobody thought. In November, that they would end up with the ACC Player of the Year on their on their on their team. We didn't know Alondis Williams would be Alondis Williams in all caps. <laughs> yeah. We didn't realize Jake Laravia would be you know a big time contributor for them, and you know all the other guys that have just you know done really well, Isaiah Mucius and and whatnot, and all these guys who have you know a guy like him who's been around the program for a while and. And Forbes, you know, we we you've seen his track record at East Tennessee State. He can he builds and he absolutely hundred percent deserved it and he hundred percent deserved the contract extension he got afterwards. That's right. That's <laughs> he right. he got he was gonna get paid in one way, shape, or form. Uh it and obviously I I I kind of figure Wake would would be the team that paid him up and yeah, like I said, 100% deserving of everything that's come to him this season.
0: Yeah, it's a good investment and, and on both sides. Uh, Steve Forbes, very deserving and very significantly winning vote-wise in the coach of the year. Um, yeah. Here's how it stacked up. Forbes, Coach Krzyzewski, Mike Bray, Jim Laranega, Mike Young, uh, Hubert Davis, and Tony Bennett. That's basically how the voting all stacked up there. Um, and... Uh, not to not to diss on, on Coach K here at all, uh, but I think some of that was sentimentality voting because... Did you know he's
1: retiring?
0: Yeah, I know. I hadn't heard it on ESPN forever all year. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that, again, that's not dissing on Mike. I, honestly, I've said it before. I have a great deal of appreciation and respect for Mike Krzyzewski. And I think that his uh, departure... Uh, does ding basketball overall and, um, you know, but things, things change. Things, yep. things move forward. I mean, that's just the way it is. We all get yeah. older, et cetera.
1: Every, it's an inevitability.
0: And the thing that, that, uh, it kind of bothered me. I, I often had in the back of my mind, and you know, he's had some health issues. Mm-hmm. I always had in the, the back. back of my mind that there was something else going on there. And uh, this year, he, he, again, he had some issues and, um, you know, I don't know what's going on. You know, I mean, he's, it's not yeah. like he's ancient, ancient. Yeah. He's
1: well, yeah, he, uh, he was sick and missed the second half of the weight game this season. The one where we came back and nearly one yeah. in uh, at Cameron.
0: Well, I hope he's okay. And I hope mm-hmm. that he has, uh, you know, a great retirement and enjoys, the after coaching life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll it, it's hard to make that adjustment sometimes because you're you're running it's it's like being on an interstate and then pulling off and driving down a rural road at, mm-hmm. at fifteen to twenty miles an hour. It's, yeah. it's an adjustment. And yeah. I hope go he get
1: that puppy that he was saying he was gonna do get when the season's over.
0: Yeah. Uh, hope it all goes well. Um, thanks for all your, your time and, and what you've given to us. And whether you you know you were rooting for Duke or you were rooting against Coach K, he contributed something to your life and your history as a sports fan. So I yeah. appreciate that. As you mentioned just a few moments ago, uh, Wakes Alondis Williams is the ACC Player of the Year. So, uh, and well-deserved too. I mean, mm-hmm. as you said, who expected that? Who yeah. would have seen that one coming?
1: Yeah, no. crazy, isn't it? I mean, he was, like I say, he led the league in, in two different categories, points and assists, I believe. And I, th- I think it was really a two-horse race between him and Arm- Armando Baycott um, at the end of the year. And Baycott made a real strong case for himself in the in the uh, finale Saturday night at Duke. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like, You know, Williams was just all around better this season, just in terms of, you know, what is value to Wake Forest. And, you know, you're looking at a guy who was, what, averaging 17 minutes a game at Oklahoma, comes here and is, you know, all of a sudden he blows up and he's, you know, winning ACC player of the year. And, you know, credit to Steve Forbes and the coaching staff for for finding him and, you know, and unlocking whatever it is that Oklahoma failed to unlock in him. Um, and that's why Steve Forbes is such a good coach. And, yeah. you know, he, he's, you know, he, I think he's definitely deserved it. And, you know, Baycott was a real strong second. I, again, I, he did really good things for North Carolina this year. Um, Say so he's he had games where he was just far and away the best player on the court, but there were times where he, was a little inconsistent and I felt like Williams was probably was far a little more consistent this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, the, the voting the top three people for uh, ACC player of the year, uh, Williams, uh, Bakot, and uh, Banchero. So, mm. and um, so, and that it sort of transitions into our freshman of the year and that's uh, Apollo Banchero of Duke, who was overwhelmingly selected as that and uh, followed up by uh, Blake Wesley to uh, Quavion Smith of NC State and Trevor Keels of Duke. So Yeah,
1: I'm surprised that six, there were six other votes. I mean, yeah, Banchero was the best freshman in the ACC and I don't think it was that close. I mean, yeah, obviously four people saw what Blake Wesley can do um, this season and as we say, you know, Joshua Vols said it last week. Yeah, he was good, but he's got a lot to work on still. Um, TreQuavion Smith was kind of one of those guys that, you know, he was a, he, he was kind of unheralded, kind of came out of nowhere, was was pretty much one of the few bright spots for NC State this season. And obviously Trevor Keel's got one vote because I guess, you know, I, if I was going to vote, give a second vote for uh for a Duke player, I would have given it to AJ Griffith personally. I mean, the guy was, he, he was a lot of the reason Duke had some success towards the end of the year. I mean, I mean, for Christ's sake, the dude was borderline automatic from three by the end of the season. I mean, it wasn't so much in the second half of the Duke game because Leaky Black stifled him, but you know, he he was really, really remember that Virginia game where he was just unconscious in, in the second half and was a lot of the reason they won that game. But yeah, Paulo deserved it um, pretty much in every step of the way, except for uh, when he had the face Jaden Gardner.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um defensive player of the year Mark Williams Duke uh, most improved player Darian Sebrun of uh, North Carolina State and sixth man of the year Matthew Cleveland from Florida State
1: Yeah was that second year in a row sixth man from the Florida State Scotty I believe Scotty Barnes won it last year uh, yep. Matthew you know another highly touted freshman from Florida State winning that award Matthew Cleveland uh, he was the gem of the jewel of this 2022 recruit or 2021 recruiting class. And I don't, I don't know if he's going to go pro after the season. I mean, we, I, I, I haven't heard anything, you know, definitive either way, uh, but, def, but certain, certainly deserved it. Um, most improved player. Yeah. I can see Sebron. I mean, again, we talked about, you know, T'quavon Smith as being a bright spot for them. That was, this was the other one. I mean, we saw flashes from Sebron last year. Uh, you know, to say he might be a really good player and he really stepped up this year. Um, I do have a little bit of an issue with the defensive player of the year thing. I, I feel like Reese Beekman was the best defensive player in this league. Um, not sure what, uh, you know, I, I'm i not going to sit here and like call out the ACC media for it, but I just kind of wonder if I, I kind of joking jokingly said on Twitter that are people are, are the ecc media just kind of tired of giving the, the award to Virginia players every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Beekman was
0: close and it was close in the voting.
1: Yeah, not close enough. I mean, I figure you, you you've seen what Beekman's done against, you know, a lot of the guards in this league. I mean, played Isaiah Wong twice and absolutely stuffed him. did the same to Hunter Couture when he faced them. And, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much anybody he faces they they have a rough game against against him and uh, i felt he was more deserving but i'm not going to say here and jump on my high horse it's it's not worth wasting my time tis not uh it is
0: what it is uh by the way uh, cleveland is the fourth straight seminole to win that honor how about that (laughs) that's pretty amazing
1: yeah I mean, I mean but, but it's also a testament to what uh, Leonard Hamilton can do. I mean, he's, he, 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 you know, how many players does he play every game? I mean, maybe not so much this year because of all the the injury issues, but mm-hmm. generally you're going to see, you know, so many players play, you know, sig- you know, significant roles on this team. And it just so happens that he usually rolls a five-star off the bench right away. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, man, a lot to be said for Florida state. I I'm still amazed that they did not deliver the way we anticipated that they would this year. Yeah. Though.
1: Yeah. It was just all, all, all because of injuries. Um, mm. When they went through their, when they started getting all their injury issues, they were in first place in the league. as in late January, but I don't care who you are. You're not going to overcome, you know, losing, you know, f- four players, the caliber they did.
0: No. No, that, that just got you, and that's that's exactly what happened. They got gutted. Uh, first team, all uh, ACC, Armando Baycott of North Carolina, Alondis Williams of Wake Forest, Paolo Banquero of Duke, Cameron McGusty of Miami, and Buddy Boeheim of Syracuse. Um, one of the things that I'll point out here about um, – About selecting first, second, third, and honorable mention, it's a long list, and it's chock full of stellar players. It's very, very difficult to sit down with a conference with 15 teams uh, with a number of players that play an important role on each one of those teams and to say, I'm going to pick five mm-hmm. out of all those players as my first team. And so I, I know that it offends people year after year. I hear it. Um, and and sometimes it's me um, that I look at this and I go, how, how is this person on third team and not on first? That sort of thing. Um, I, you know i wouldn't put too much stock in it it's 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 a nice nod it's mm-hmm. it's a nice nod it's you know and 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 quite frankly again when you have a conference like the acc where you have tons of stars excellent players if you're on any of these teams first second or third as far as i'm concerned that's you know it should be like an all conference here you go something like that and that way we get it, away from this Pigeonholing people.
1: Maybe the ACC should do what the WCC does and get make like ten man first teams.
0: There you go. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I mean, joking, folks. But you, but you think about this for a second. There there are a lot of conferences that have systems set up that you'll go. Okay, you know what? We've got two phenomenal guards here. How can you say that this one's better than this one? without going into stats and, and, and then it becomes very subjective. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there is some, something to be said for going that route. I don't know. Again, I, I, I just, I'm just telling people don't get upset with this. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's truly not worth getting upset over um, this sort of thing. Um, the most improved player was Sebron of NC state and, um, yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's pretty much your, your, uh, rollout of that list of, of the all ACC team and all of the accolades to the coach of the year and stuff. So let's get into, um, let's get into talking about this ACC tournament at Barclays Center. This is this is going to be some phenomenal ball. Um, I think that even even in the first round uh, has the potential. There's a couple of, of uh, couple of games in the first and second uh, round that I think are going to probably be barn burners, and on paper mm-hmm. they they look good. Now, here's the thing: um, some of these teams are not going to go any further. But it's, it's pride. And um, for me, if you have pride in your performance as an athlete, in your team, and that goes for the coach as well, if that's where you're coming from, which I hope you are, then you put it all out on the court. You try to make a run and be the spoiler and go for the entire ball of wax in a tournament like this. And that's what I'm hoping is going to happen here. I don't see – and I'm not going to name the team that did this, but there was a team a couple years back that had an issue with a coach and the players were just sort of like, we're checked out. And it got ugly. And so that's not going to happen this year, I don't think. I don't think we've got anybody that that fits that. We'll
1: see. I – I would not be surprised if one of these teams that plays on Tuesday is checked out, but I hope I'm not, not going to mention it.
0: I, ho- I hope not. I hope that, that I hope that does not happen. Um, I, th- I think that there's, if you got any, any, you know, dignity and, and self pride at all, you're going to go out there and you're going to give it everything you got. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and look at it this way. if, if keep this in mind if you have any hopes of going to the next level at all, period and you go out and you and and you whiff it, who wants you? So just a little reminder for you. So let's look at what's going on will. Um, everything starts on Tuesday and which is essentially uh, tomorrow from the standpoint of when this is going to be uh, Um, On um, we record on Monday nights. It will be starting at two o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time. And all of these games will be on the ACC network. The first game is Pitt versus Boston college. Um, This has a possibility. Pitt has not been playing great lately. Boston college has really done a great job this season and, uh, and and surprised a couple of people significantly when, you know, the outcome of the game. Um, but th- this has a potential of, of having a, a really competitive uh, feel to it. We'll see whether or not that happens. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on this game.
1: Yeah, it's I, this is a, a big toss up really. Um, I was looking at this before we went on and I'm like, this could really go either way. I could see Pitts, you know, I could see both teams winning and we talked about it with Boston college. I think they, they did a really good job this year. Um, they're like, I feel like they were probably the least talented team in this league and they still found their way to, I believe it was six conference wins mm-hmm. and the the 13th seed. And yeah, that's, that's a pretty nice start for Earl Grant. Um, they've, you know, they, their issues are, are, you know, they're obviously, they don't have a ton of talent. and They can't shoot the three very well. And I think some of those issues will be addressed with this upcoming recruiting class, uh, but it's still it's still going to be a couple of years away from we uh, from us thinking about Boston College flirting with the tournament. But but then again, Pitt, you know, they're they've been the team that's been trending down the last couple of years. Um, they've you know, um, I don't think uh, Capel's going to get fired because it, supposedly he's got a fifteen million dollar buyout. Uh, Uh, If, if they do it after the season, but I just don't see a lot there. He's a good recruiter. He, 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 he would crush as an assistant coach and he did that at Duke, Mm -hmm. but he's just not capable of being, being his own head of being a head coach. I just, he's not a great uh, tactician, but I'm going to go ahead. I think I'm going to take Boston college to win this one. Uh, I say, I'm not super confident. It's probably like a 51 49, uh, like percentage wise type thing. Um, I'm just going to, you know, I think I feel like I feel like Boston College could take this one. But again, not not super confident in it.
0: Okay, our next game up um, at four thirty in note to self. Put an asterisk beside each one of these times. (laughs) Yes. because we don't know for sure that it'll start at exactly four thirty. Number 10, Clemson versus number 15, NC State. Uh, Clemson's been on a roll, man. They have been uh, beating some teams, and NC State is is. Mm. Uh... Mm.
1: <laughs> so, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I just expect so much more out of NC State, and I'm not getting it.
1: Yeah. Um, you mentioned it with Clemson, big win over the weekend. All all but knocked or ended Virginia Tech's ncaa tournament in hopes unless they they catch fire and make it to like the yeah. semis or something but that was a big win for them they clemson's also beaten wake forest this year um beat them at home too so they they you see they can jump up and get you at times but i yeah i, I i'm still not like the biggest you know believer in brad brownell um I do like PJ Hall. He is a really he was one of the players that got votes for most improved player. He has really shown a lot this year. Um he'll probably he'll probably be somebody who's a, who you look at as an all ECC player in the preseason and next season. Um yeah, NC State, you know, they've just, you know, it it's just been a rough season. They're 11 and 20, 4 and 16 in the league. Um you obviously lost their best defensive player Manny Bates first game of the season. Um, made a big dip, made a difference in this team. Their de- their defense was really bad. 257th per Ken Palm. Um, they just cannot defend at all. Um, they've lost four in a row. I would, but I would say they have some really good talent. We just talked mm-hmm. about it. Terquavion Quavion Smith um, was uh, got a vote for freshman of the year. Darian Sebron, most improved player. Uh, Cam Hayes is somebody that's, it, that has really shown something as well. But I'm just I'm just going to go ahead and take Clemson to win this one. I just don't I just don't know if NC State's going to be up for this. Yeah,
0: at seven o'clock, number eleven Louisville versus uh, number fourteen Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, if you remember last year, was the tournament champion.
1: Yep. <clears throat> Boy, who, who? How much do they miss how, Jose Alvarado this year? <laughs> Huge. Yeah. <laughs> so it tells you how, how important point guard play is in a mm-hmm. in, uh, in college basketball i mean you have a guy like you know a four-year guy like jose alvarado who who meant everything to that program and he moves yeah. on and is balling out in oklahoma city and now you finish as the number four now you're the number 14 seed next year with a lot with a lot of the key players back obviously not not counting uh, most right either but uh, this is a team that has a lot of issues that are fairly well defined. I just don't think they're super talented. And, and I'll be honest, you, I don't think Josh Pastor. Josh Pastor is probably the best cheerleader in the ACC. Um, coach wise, he's not. There's not much there. Louisville, I think, is they're ready for the season to end. I, I don't think there's any doubt in that. Yeah. Um, I could see them trying tomorrow and on Tuesday and and winning, but I could. Uh, also, just see them go and f it. Let's just let's just get this over with so we can you know get onto the offseason. I'm just going to base this purely off talent. I'm going to take Louisville. I'm hoping that they actually show up and try tomorrow because um, I think they can they can you know they should win this game.
0: Okay, uh, on Wednesday the ninth, second round, the first game starts at noon. It's number eight Florida State and number nine Syracuse. This is the battle
1: hell of a game uh kick off to kick off wednesday um your eight nine game florida state obviously they they they're super talented team but as we mentioned they they've run the gamut of injuries i think one of those players could be coming back for this game um syracuse obviously they you know they have they have the bayheims and not much else they can shoot but they can't defend uh i'm gonna go with the Knowles in this uh but I mean, we know when we get to Wednesday we're gonna be hearing about uh oh, here comes Syracuse and in tournament time, they're gonna make that uh surge to try to get into the tournament and it's not gonna happen. They they, they do we hear it happen. every year. Yeah.
0: Sorry. This year,
1: this year especially.
0: Yeah. Uh boy. Then at two thirty and really there's nothing to talk about here. Uh two thirty, it's wake number five, wake forest will take on the winner of the Pitt Boston College game seven It's number seven, Virginia Tech versus Clemson NC State winner. 930, number six, Virginia takes on the Louisville Georgia Tech winner. So basically, um, uh, if you if you look at these games, uh, Wake Forest um, and I'd say Virginia, both have the best shot of moving forward. Uh, Virginia tech could run into a real uh, roadblock here. If it's Clemson,
1: <laughs> I mean, we could have uh repeats of Saturday games uh, here with, if Louisville were to beat Georgia tech, we'd have Louisville, Virginia a rematch from last Saturday to Virginia one by 10 and Virginia tech Clemson, which has a game that Clemson, you know, one by four over the weekend, but obviously these are up in Brooklyn and not on the respective home floors. Um yeah. But yeah, I I don't foresee I don't foresee a whole lot going I mean going you know sideways from one of those teams. The only the only like I say I think I think uh yeah you say I, I think Virginia Tech is you know they're probably the most desperate to win um because they're probably if you're looking at teams that are closest to the bubble uh, of teams that are out right now, it's Virginia Tech if you look at all the metrics. Um they cannot afford a loss yeah. here, especially to, to a Clemson. Uh, obviously Virginia is right behind him. If you look at Lenardi's bracketology, uh, they obviously can't afford a loss either, but, um, I, yeah, it, I think those two are going to be playing with, have a lot more to play for. And I think, I think those two will, we should move on with ease. Um,
0: and to be frank about it, I don't think Wake Forest can afford to lose to to Pitt or Boston College. I mean, that's a good
1: point too because um, they're right on the bubble too. As much as I feel like they deserve to get in, a lot of that has to do yeah. with their you know, their non-con having like nothing to it. But right. they they can afford to lose either. Um, and you know, it's, it's we still don't know. This is so early in the week still because we don't have any bid these as of yet. So a lot can change in the next six days, though. So.
0: Right. Um, at the quarterfinals, this is where we see the debut of Duke. They started uh, playing at noon, um, two thirty. It's number four, Miami. At seven, it's number two, Notre Dame, and at nine thirty, it's number three, North Carolina. And then on Friday, it's the semifinals at nine and at nine thirty. And on Saturday, and thank goodness they're doing it this way. Saturday at 8 30. It's the uh championship game. And that's gonna be on ESPN, by the way. Um I uh any any guesses as to who might be in this? Because I you know, I'm I'm not a hundred percent confident that it's gonna be who you think it's gonna be. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're right. It's this I feel like this is a really open uh open tournament. I look at, you know, obviously Duke's the one seed, but, you know, even if they get past Florida state or, or Syracuse, my, I, 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 whoever wins between Miami and Wake Forest, that could be a real good game. Remember Wake took him to the buzzer on a controversial goaltending call uh, at, at Cameron.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Miami is a team that I think they, they can, at least on, on terms of guards, they can defend, they can uh, defend Duke the guard. I don't know if they have anybody that can stop you know, really stop Bancaro or Mark Williams, but if they can, you know, if they can, you know, defend, you know, and prevent AJ Griffin from hitting a bunch of threes then they have a shot, you know, wake, like I said, they have the ACC player Year. Their guards are really good. Again, I just don't know if they have the bigs that can match up with uh, Williams and Bancaro. I would not be surprised though, if Virginia tech, you know, goes on to win against Clemson or NC State. If they, I would not be surprised if they upset Notre Dame. To be honest with you, I feel like they have a. Sh- they, I, I, I was doing a little little research on this, and he's just looking at like Ken, Ken Palm's metrics. They Notre Dame had like the easiest schedule of everybody in the ACC this year, so they avoided a lot of teams, and that that two seed in the in the turn in the ACC tournament is probably propped up by that. And I'm not trying to not necessarily knock them because they they were still really good and deserved to beat the NCAA tournament but i look at i look at this as a virginia tech, tech as a team of desperation i think they that they are going to do pull out all the stops to try to win that game and you know get themselves into the semifinals and try to you know lock themselves into the NCAA tournament it's going to be real close i am interested to see a potential rematch of unc uva obviously carolina blew them out by 20 uh, in Chapel Hill when they first met but I feel like Virginia is a, a lot better team now as compared to them I feel like they have they have uh, they can they can defend better uh, the the Tar Heels especially uh, uh, Armando Baycott you know the emergence for Cisco Cafaro and Cajun Shedrick defensively especially and I feel like they have the guards that can uh, stop Caleb Love R.J. Davis just a matter of whether or not Virginia can score that's always that's been their question all year I mean this is you know, the, the defense has not been nearly as good as in years past, but if they can, if they can do just enough and score that, I think they have a shot to pull off the upset of Carolina. But again, I, this is a very wide open ACC tournament and I could see one of about seven. I could really think that one of about six, seven teams can win, win this. It's, I think that's what, what's, what makes this tournament so exciting this year is it's, It's not a lock to be honest with you. It's if you could say Duke could easily win, maybe Notre Dame, UNC, you know, they, they can, they, on their good days, they can play with anybody, but on their bad days, we saw when they lost at home to pit, they can lose to anybody too. They could easily get knocked off. And we obviously talked about, you know, Miami, you know, they, they have the scores to hang with anybody, we have Virginia and Virginia Tech who are trying to get their way in the NCAA tournament. And they're just going to play with a little extra, extra in them. So yeah, it's going to be a real fun tournament.
0: The ACC, in in, in our conversation uh, with Joshua Voles about this, um, he had indicated, and I agree with him, the ACC may look down, but it is really not as down as people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot more in this conference than, than people are giving them credit for. However, I wouldn't take that so far as to say that there's enough people to really make this Mm -hmm. huge impression in the NCAA. I just think that there are people who deserve to come out Mm -hmm. of this tournament and to be in the NCAA that maybe people are overlooking. And it could be some of these teams that you just mentioned. I don't think quite frankly, just from the way you sound here way way you're approaching this is um is kind of the same approach i'm taking i'm not gonna pick anybody because yeah i,
1: I-, I don't know if i want to pick one I, maybe i'll just pick duke just because i'll be chalky but to the to, to an extent i think there's there is a little bit of validity to that point about the the acc but you know, you we're seeing you know these uh conferences out west, the Mountain West, could easily get four bids. The WCC easily could get four bids with Gonzaga, Saint Mary's, mm-hmm. uh, S- uh San Francisco, etc. And obviously, the Mountain West with with like Sandy, I think San Diego State's mm-hmm. going to be in, but you know, all these teams like Boise State will get in. They'll probably get four bids. I know Wyoming is on the bubble too. That's an interesting story. Colorado State, I and. Yeah, the, because of that, pro- they're probably keeping teams like Virginia, Virginia Tech down out of the tournament. But still, I, it still feels like a down year because there, there. It feels like a significant gap between like Virginia, Virginia Tech, and then like the AC, Florida State. was a few games. And it, it, it's, it, it does. There's really no real good middle to the league.